Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need more? Is there something else you're searching for? I'm falling. All the good times I find myself longing. Change in the bad times, I fear myself. That was my cover of Shallow from A Star is Born. Yep, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm doing my best to keep my head up right now and have a positive outlook. Um, but I got some pretty bad news this week, and I'm very sorry if uh, if you're about to find out on this podcast. But um friend of the show and friend of mine, Brody Stevens, passed away a couple days ago. And it's been really rough. It's been pretty brutal. It was a devastating hit to not only the comedy community, but just the world uh, to lose somebody that amazing and uh that positive of a spirit and uh what i'd like to do today um i'm not gonna get into many announcements uh or or, or plugs i think the the sponsors of the show will understand but i uh i every week i challenge you guys to do the kindest challenge and i appreciate the letters that you've been sending in jeremiah wonders at gmail.com keep doing that but uh i'm just going to um challenge you to be kind like my pal brody stevens was he you know, was so nice to everybody who he encountered. It didn't matter what level of comic you were. It didn't matter the circumstances of how he knew you on what personal level. He was all about connections and positive energy. And I want to keep that going. You know, that's the best way to honor him is to keep the positive energy going and uh, to keep being a good guy. Yes. So if you don't know who Brody is, Please do yourself a favor and look him up on YouTube and podcasts. He does Periscopes, Hangover 1, Hangover 2, Due Date, Cut Out of Funny People. You got it. This is uh, this is pretty hard for me to uh, record this intro right now. I'm not going to get too into it, but it's been uh, it's it's been a rough go uh, for for me and uh, and anybody who was affected and touched by Brody, which was uh, a lot of people. So my condolences go out to, uh, you know, his, his family and loved ones. And, uh, I want to get into this episode guys. Um, it's a hard intro to lead into this podcast, but I, I hope you, this podcast finds you well and just, um, you know, he, uh, I want to stress on the podcast if, if you are having, um, you know, moments of uh depression or or you are down or you're you're feeling like there's not any other option there's always an option you have people who love you and who care about you and please reach out to somebody whether it's uh a friend a relative um there's hotlines if 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 you can't get a hold of anybody close to you um to help out with it but yeah guys uh, i love you all and thank you for listening to this podcast and i appreciate the support the guest today is Beth Stelling. Sorry, Beth, that you're 
<laughs> following uh, my very uh, sad <laughs> intro right now, but we're we're gonna kick it up a notch. Uh, this was a very fun episode, and uh, Beth uh, is a great person. She always puts a smile on my face every time I see her, and I was very excited to get her on the podcast because she's super busy, and she made time out of her busy schedule to stop by Jeremiah Wonders, and we had a blast. And I know that you guys will have fun listening to this. Uh, and on a brighter note, it's uh, it's gonna be a good week. Um, you know, it's only up from here. And anytime something sad finds you or gets you down, there's a uh, positivity right around the corner. So let's keep that going. And, and Brody's uh, memory, positive energy, being a good person and uh, being awesome in life. Without further ado, let's welcome my pal and soon to be yours on the podcast, Beth Stelling to Jeremiah Wonders. When was the last time you had a business card as a comedian? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just was flashed with my business card. Yeah? The photo of, yeah, my hair is down to like here. I have naturally curly hair, so it's long, it's long and curly down to like here. Right. I'm 22. I'm wearing nice. a purple dress and I'm laughing through like a window grate that looks like jail. And uh, I'm like, <laughs> that's funny. It's not. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's like Beth selling stand-up comedian. I uh, and my all my info. <laughs> oh, I used to, to put my phone number yes. on there and address if you need to. You know, really, if you need to come visit me, it's I like, know. what are you doing? You could come to my house and I'll put on a show. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm pretty <laughs> desperate for anything. Anytime, really, <laughs> come on over. Yeah, I made the mistake of uh, making every time I've made business cards, I've made a thousand. Like at, <laughs> at like at least. And I still, uh, whenever <laughs> after shows, like if I'm like selling T-shirts or whatever, I'll, I still have cards, and I'm like, well, I, I guess it still has my Instagram on it, and I'll leave, and like mm, one will go, like yeah. like a handful, but nobody really likes cards anymore. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how how did Vista Print survive even? I don't know, because I was doing them for free. Oh yeah, I got the free ones. Oh yeah, and I'm just like, how did I? At the time, I didn't understand it. Nothing's free, right? Well, but I'm sure. I think I threw them away out of shame. Some similar to my first album. I'm not kidding. I threw away hundreds of my first album. Like yeah, within the last few years, I still have stacks of uh, of mail out like postcards to oh. uh, agencies <laughs> that that are like. Hey, you know what I mean? But I can't throw them away because I just look at them sometimes and I just smile. Yeah. <laughs> I was I, like, these are so cringy. I remember being in Chicago and stapling, you know, my resume, cutting my photo down to fit, or no, no, cutting the resume down to fit the 8x10. Yeah, you gotta. And mailing it to mm-hmm. different agencies like, hi, I just moved here. I'm a theater major. Yeah. Interested? I remember going to, this is so cringy, some of the uh, the top agencies and uh, management companies in person walking up to their <laughs> office and be like, hey, uh, can I give you a, a resume? And they're like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing <laughs> what here? What do you want to do? <laughs> and, and I was like, well, uh, I'm an actor and uh, I'm a comedian. And uh, I think uh, you, you may want to take a look at some of my stuff. Like just blind <laughs> confidence. And they it's literally, the assistant just looking at me, like being like, yeah, we don't, we don't, do it like that <laughs> and me being like <laughs> you're lost See you, you might want to start <laughs> yeah uh, i think this is a pretty good place to process start. you know then... i mean do you see there's a lot going on oh, here that's funny i mean I, I that's the thing though there is a certain you have a hustle within you when you first start you know yeah 
I think well, I think you have to because I mean that's the push that yeah. If you, you do know, the math, you're going to stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just crunch a few numbers and yeah. you would you say, hey, the odds here aren't so the odds good. aren't the best here. <laughs> yeah, there's a blind confidence, and I think just like, um, well, I guess it's like a, I don't know about blind confidence. I was, I think maybe you have to have a, sen- a certain like a, sense of uh, arrogance to you. To, an arrogance to even and start. some ignorance for yes. sure. There's a lot of ignorance Both just of like those. being like, okay, yeah, well, this is how it works, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you go to the top agencies. You, get, <laughs> you, you, you get, show them your money you maker. You show them. You're like, I got to look. <laughs> what can we do here? I don't know if I can deliver. Do you like making money? let's find out. Because I like making money. <laughs> let's, we, I think we can work something out here. Yeah. I, I, got, I, I think I was able to get a voiceover agent eventually in Chicago who also did some other... Oh, nice. Did you do any local Chicago ads? I did do a McDonald's ad with Dave Pasquese. I don't know if you know him. He's a fantastic improviser improviser and actor. Yeah. He does this show called TJ and Dave. He did for years at Improv Olympic. It was Mm -hmm. Tuesday nights, I think. And, you know, always sold out. Those guys are considered the best. Yeah, improv, improv legends. And so you, you know, always sold out. You wait to get in to see these guys improvise for an hour together, just a two man show. Anyway, so I get this, I read with him, and I think that's obviously how I got it. Mm. I think in some ways you're elevated by the person you're reading with, or you can crumble, I suppose. But yeah. I think you can get rise to the occasion. Sometimes. Yeah. And I would imagine his sense of humor probably elevated it so it sounded good between the two of us. But we played like husband and wife arguing over whether it's called a caramel or a caramel latte. Nice. Yeah. And I remember my first couple years here, I had. I couldn't afford the one place that I thought I could move into, and it was covered in roaches. And then I had some friends move into it, which I still feel kind of bad about. I was like, there's some roaches, but they were paying 800 for two people. So it was kind of like, you get what yeah. you pay for a little, but I also Man. still, sorry about that, Stan and, and Claire. Anyway, then I moved to my new place, and I wasn't used to the area, and I got my car towed. And I oh. was like, just about when I could maybe eat one meal out. <laughs> you know, and I was like just there where I was like, I, I had enough money to maybe eat a meal out. And, um, or that sounds bad, but you get what I mean. Not eat at home. Okay. Um, <laughs> you get, you get, you it. get it. You know, go on. Not eat my So, um, anyway, point being just the next day, cause it was like, that's like $400 minimum. If yeah. you get towed here in you, any city, you get a huge fee. And then when you get your car, there's a ticket on it waiting for you. So anyway, and I got every a check. day, did you go that day or did you have to wait? I like, did go that day. Luckily, I mean, moments after I, I've it was known gone, friends who just me. lost their car. They're, they yeah, they waited a couple days and they're like, oh, it's that's worth more than the car. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's how they do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little car stealing. Yeah. But I got a check in the mail for that McDonald's. Two flavors is what it was called. Two flavors voiceover. And I was like, yeah. I don't know how they even found me here. I mean, I must have updated, obviously, my right. SAG stuff or whatever, SAG after. But I was just like, thank you. Thank you so much. This is going to make me like not overdraw my account. That's, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I didn't, yeah, my, it's, I don't, I don't get like, I never got Pe- help from my parents. Or that's not true. Like my parents did help me in college with school tuition. Yeah. But I also was able to get that. That's a whole nother story. But point being, I didn't have like I wasn't funded by you my didn't parents. Have the to disposable come here. income. To just yeah, be if like, I yeah. was like, I don't know, gonna kick, get kicked out of my apartment, maybe my my parents would probably be able to help me. So supportive. Yeah. But my point being, 
I couldn't just live off of. Did you have family members like when you booked that ad? They're like, so are you gonna get like McDonald's for life now? Like, <laughs> Nobody did ask me that. I don't think. I. But a couple of people were like, I, th- I thought I heard you. I did a car commercial, and they're like, so they're giving you a car, right? And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, I barely got paid. No, <laughs> that's not how it works at all. Yeah. I remember uh, I did this uh, this coffee bean commercial, and. It was a non-union uh, coffee bean commercial that ended up playing so much, and no. uh, like on Hulu, like I had so many people. That Your were face, like, right? Yeah, For I was talking bean. and everything. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it I was remember non-union, so but it was non-union. You didn't get the residuals. No residuals. Yeah. So it was just like it was like fifteen hundred bucks for the day, which I was stoked to of book course. it at the time. But like the amount of people that hit me up, I was like, oh man. Yeah. So I remember there was like. CEOs from Coffee Bean that were at the commercial and they were so proud of themselves. At the end of the shoot, they're like, guys, you did a really good job today. So we're going to give you something special. And they gave us gift cards for $25. (laughs) And I was like, what are we supposed to do? Like, they acted like they laid out the red carpet. You just spent $1,500 on a, is it a national chain? No. It's not, right? Coffee, Coffee bean? bean? I think, I guess it's all yeah, over I don't California know. It's like a regional maybe thing. Either way, know. it's big. But it's huge. Yeah. Oh my god. And also, get this, the commercial, we improvised most of the script. So we were improvising all day. You should have gotten like, paid as a writer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Obviously. But it was just that's one of those like, things. And they're like, here's a gift card to Coffee Bean. I feel like that's when the um, star of the show gives like hair and makeup a five dollar gift card you know what i mean yeah. to starbucks or something like yeah. that you're like it's like you make millions what the heck what, what are you doing you gotta get me something yeah, come what, on what, or actually just nothing yeah i'd rather a thank you sometimes, and a hug sometimes that's better yeah than like, showing a like, genuine I thank you so much you were worth five dollars yeah, and you're like okay well okay i'll, I'll give it to my wife she <laughs> likes coffee so <laughs> there we go <laughs> she'll be thrilled <laughs> i know i guess if you're really a dick you, you say something like uh oh this will be a nice discount <laughs> or whatever on your you buy $30 coffee <laughs> <laughs> yeah I get some beans I get a mug you know I just uh, get the I've been tempted by the Sumatra mugs brand. I, I can sometimes get tempted by a mug oh yeah I have too many it's like t-shirts have you, ever gotten a, t-shirts. have you ever gotten a CD at the uh, have I, you ever been tempted by I'm that I'm sure I have <laughs> I'm sure I have. Just those impulse buys at the checkout, like, oh, what do we got here? A little Nora Jones, huh? Okay, maybe <laughs> I I'll know. Pick this or a up. Mariah Carey Christmas or Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. But Nora Jones, you're right for sure. Yeah. They really pushed her. I mean I like one of the did, one of I the starlets of the coffee bean universe. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's they know what they're Lo- doing. <laughs> loved by ants across the, <laughs> the nation. They do. Sephora does it too. Yeah. I, they, yeah, they have like everything on the way. It's your whole waiting in line thing. Did and you, part of me wants to just shop in there. Did you ever go to Sam Goody? Like at the mall? I do remember that. Do you remember that store? Yeah. Like scanning the CDs and listening to like 30 seconds of songs. You're like, this, this is so cool. Yeah, really get to preview it <laughs> yeah. before. They play like the one good song. That was... That was a different like, world. Do I want this Third Eye Blind CD or? Yeah, I remember having that feeling of like, do I like one of the songs or do I yeah. like all of them? I know. It's, it was usually just one. It's usually, yeah, it was literally the single that was on the radio. But and then, then imagine just buying the single and then you just play that on a CD. Did they yeah. sell a CD single? They used to do singles where it had three okay. songs on there. Okay. Where it was like the hit song and then two other songs that they were hoping you were going to. You might gonna, also like. Yeah, yeah. 
What a different world. It really was. A pre pre them putting uh, stuff on your phone. I don't do the yeah. Apple Music. I'm Spotify. People will yeah. send me Apple Music links and then Oh, and you're I like, I can't like, do anything with I it. I don't know. For some reason I've convinced myself that if I press it and do the it's like three month trial, then I'll it's oh, just one I more thing I've signed up for. Yeah. I already have too many of those. Then they things. have your info and then I know. you know the, they already know the government's surrounding us and they know everything already. You did uh one of my favorite performances and, and we've i've seen a lot of performances at the comedy jam uh and this one was at bonnaroo <laughs> <laughs> you did britney spears hit me baby one more time and you had a wireless microphone <laughs> and you ended up kicking your shoes off i in, broke those flip-flops <laughs> into the audience shoes went flying into this this tent that we were performing at and then you slowly did the splits while you were singing britney spears just like a thousand percent confidence and it made me laugh so hard just like how down the barrel you were while you slowly did the longest splits i'm glad you remember yeah i not even like i was wasted or anything like that i don't know maybe i had a beer or two i just yeah that was a lot of things that was a strange like circus tent they had it was in. it looked like we were performing like in a fumigation yeah tent. yeah <laughs> it really that, did that like, is like we were like. high off of like <laughs> yeah and there was literally people outside who were so hot that they're like we don't care what show this exactly. is exactly it has air conditioning we just want to an be air conditioned tent yeah um yeah that was a, that was really fun um, I did break those sandals, and I think I, I for sure got some blisters. I jumped down into the grass too, yeah. where the crowd was. Yeah, I had a, two things. First of all, my gymnastics background always maintained the split. Right. Two, I sang that song on a cruise ship. Like, um, I won the karaoke. My stepmother took me on a cruise for my high school graduation. Very. That's not like how we grew up was not like going on cruises. Right. It was always like we grew up with our mom in Ohio who was a teacher. And then it's like we would go down to Florida to see my dad. And I feel like he'd try to find ways to be like, life's better down here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it was like we'd go down on this cruise, which is just like not my thing. Right. You know? Anyway, I don't really connect with her. And I found a friend on the cruise ship named Diane. My mom's name is also Diane. But yeah, Diane Majewski. And she was 30. And I remember thinking like, she is so old. Yeah, 30 is old. Yeah, for when you're 18. Of course. But we really connected. We were friends. She was there with her mom. We would sing karaoke every night and they would pick a winner of the night who would then perform in the final cruise show. Oh my goodness. And so I sang One More Time by Britney Spears and performed in front of like 2,000 people on a Friday night in a cruise ship. Maybe it was like 1,500. I have no clue. But before we had to prepare. That's a lot as, oh, as a teenager. Oh, it was the biggest amount of people I'd ever That's performed. crazy. We have it on VHS, unfortunately. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think it's in possession of my high school boyfriend's mom. I think she has it. She thought it was so funny. And uh, <laughs> the, doo -doo -doo. next on TMZ, <laughs> we have Beth Stelling singing Hit Me Baby One More Time as a teenager. Oh, Tune baby, in now. <laughs> in the, in, on the cruise ship, they had the Britney Spears outfit, the kilt and the shirt in every size. What? So like whoever won that week would just go pick it out and put it on and then like perform. In the so show you night. wore that? Yeah, because everybody else who had sang a song like was being like either Prince or whoever, whatever song they sang. Okay. So they had wardrobe for Prince and everybody. Yeah. That's super fun. Yeah. And so and that's also the first time I saw a comedian on a cruise. Do his name was Happy Cole. I bought his album. 
Wow. I've never heard of him since. I mean, I, I, I no is disrespect. It, he could yeah. still be totally out there working and he's working the the cruise ship. I scene. can't remember his material, uh, but I remember thinking he was so funny. But anyway, so I really incorporated that into my Bonnaroo performance. But then I feel like I did it again in Outside Lands. I did a show, and I just was not as good. There was something special about the Bonnaroo yeah, one. Yeah, because I think I really screwed it at, at, at Outside Lands. I don't know what happened. Well, that, I think I was mad at Josh for bringing it. I, he, he was, I love Josh. Um, but I was mad at him because he kept on pushing this guy to basically be, he was like, what's your least favorite race? I'm like, let him get out of this. You know what I mean? He like does this shit at the beginning. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, Josh, yeah, yeah. I think I was just mad at him. Yeah. And then he was like, stay for the after show. I was like, no. And they're like, I'm good. Yeah, I was really, I, I, we talked about it, but uh, yeah, I was just like irritated. <laughs> I love him though. That's, uh, but you know yeah. what I mean? That part of the show where of he'll just course. like go hard on somebody and be of like, course. what's your least favorite race? And the person's always like, oh, great, okay, white people. Yeah, yeah. And then if they're Jewish, they'll be like, okay, Jewish people. He's like, no, okay, but say you're a real one. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. What? No, so, sometimes that that's my role as uh, his his sidekick uh, as as mosh pit is sometimes <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's move this thing. <laughs> <on."> <laughs> all right. Sometimes I get a little shy, like because I, I, I really all the band people are so talented. The live band of of um, of goddamn comedy jam, but yeah, sometimes I feel like I get shy. Like I've met them all and stuff, and I, I don't know. Well, we have a great picture of all of us actually. Yeah. You and me and uh, John Early and Mateo. Was oh, on that I love show that at photo. Yeah, yeah, it's a great pick. Yeah, that's seen. a good one. Yeah, yeah, that whole, that was just a, a, a fun festival it was. in general. And I got to see Pearl Jam, which I actually, growing up, was I think it was a little bit on the older side for me. Like my older sister liked it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I couldn't too, but I just feel like I was a little bit younger for it. Yeah. So I always knew it was cool. I remember like that. I think it was an avocado cover. It was like a perfectly cut avocado. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. Anyway, seeing him live is when I fell in love with Eddie Vedder as an adult. I was uh, like, oh, I get it. That was, uh, So uh, Eddie Vedder um, was in the back like artist area. Oh, my God. And uh, Josh asked me to take a picture of um, him, him with, Eddie. with Eddie Vedder. And it's so I did this prank on Josh where I took the photo I took the photo, okay, okay. but what I did after, like I kept holding it up, I took a couple of my, like a few of myself. So as soon as, as Eddie Vedder walked away, I was like, dude, I got it. And I hand Josh the phone and he starts swiping and there's three of just me, oh, like, shit. like taking the photo and it's the most mad I've ever, he Josh like, is, he's like, are you yeah, he's like, that was one of my... And then I was like, calm down, calm down, just keep swiping. And then there's like four or five good ones of them. He's like, oh, he like literally almost had a heart attack. And I was like, this is so worth it. I've had some good times with him and Ryan Sickler at festivals. Oh, so fun. Both of them are, yeah, yeah. the best. Really good times. I was just thinking of them, but yeah. I love how that made me mad. I was so mad at him at Outside Lands. Well, it's funny because that's a recurring thing he's done on the show. I know, I'm like, knock it off. <laughs> That's why I think I, that's why I was mad at him. Right. Because he did it at You've Bonnaroo. Seen it. You've seen it. He did it at Bonnaroo. Right. And it was, I was like, okay, we got away with that. Meaning like the person handled it well and, it, you know, we got through it. Obviously, he's trying to be funny about it. But then this one guy at Outside Lands, I felt like, was like, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, move on. Yeah. I think that's why. Um, this is really weird. Uh, the cruise ship comic um, is actually calling this <gasps> show right now that oh you gosh. saw so many years ago. Hello, is this Happy Cole? <gasps> Hello. 
Oh my gosh, Happy. Hey, hey it's me, Happy Cole. <laughs> it's so good to hear from you. Hey, uh, I just, uh, you know, uh, doing my, uh, my, my yearly round of calls to my fans. <laughs> and uh, Beth, I did sign up for the mailing list. Yeah, you signed up for the mailing list so, so many years ago. And I uh, just want to let you know. Uh, I've got a new album out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, is it is it cruise material or has has life changed? I mean, there's some boat material in there, <laughs> maybe some stuff about lunch buffets, and maybe a little bit too specific to the boat. But yeah, I think it'll still translate as fun. Yeah, onto land. Yeah, on. I'm so. Are you a comedian? Now? I you actually. First of all, thank God I haven't changed my number in eighteen years. I know. And second of all, um, yeah, you're uh, the reason I got into comedy. One of the reasons. You and Sheila Gaskins. I'm I'm the reason? One reason. Yeah, I don't want to put it all on you. But I saw you up there and I was like. Get out. Get out while you can. (laughs) Oh, no. No, you have to leave. (laughs) Oh, no, is it bad? It's a sad life. I've been trapped in this boat the entire time. I recorded my album on the boat. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) If I can say anything, this. (gasps) Did he just drown on the phone? Oh, my God. Or he called us from the tub. He killed himself in the tub? I don't know. Maybe he was swimming. That was that got sad. He sounded way really older sad. too than he really, did. Really? Yeah, he must have aged the the boat, the boat aged him tremendously. You. Yeah. That's oh my God. That was sad. Yeah, that really we, was. I'm I am already quit thinking about quitting comedy. That might push me over the edge. What no. if he's the reason I got into comedy <laughs> it's, it's and, a full the reason, circle thing. and the reason I got out? It's like there was a guy named Happy Cole. <laughs> he started everything and he ended now. everything. We we should. What if it turned out that A, he's just a couple things could could be. He could be very successful still doing tour boat tour boats. Yeah, yeah. He could have just been doing somebody else's material and none of us would have ever known. I always wonder about that with comedians who are out in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, what if, if, yeah, what stopped them from, if, if you're on a cruise, like what's to stop them from. And that's how some people start. Or did you watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I haven't yet. I've heard it's wonderful. I avoided it for a long time. Not out of like, I don't mean avoided is a strong word. I just didn't think I would have interest in it. Yeah. It takes a bit to get. Because it's another stand-up show. And so I think everybody sort of feels. And since you, you work on a stand-up show, it's like, "Eh." I was like, I'm good. Yeah. But, um, anyway, I really enjoyed it. And then I'm not spoiling anything, but I don't think, but maybe if you are very sensitive, spoiler alert, I'm marvelous, marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But, um, that's how Joel starts stand-up. He's, he does Bob Newhart's act. Really? Mm -hmm. And she's the one who's like, you can't do that. You got to do yeah. your own material. But that's how I have got my earliest laughs, was imitating other people. I mean... I mean, movies yeah. and stuff. Oh, for, I mean, it's funny. Whenever you look back at friends in high school, some of the people who were considered really funny, yeah. they literally they literally just knew how to put well-placed movie quotes in conversation. Yeah. And they're like, this guy's hilarious. Yeah. And then you'd like try to get them to say something like original or something that you know, from them, they're like, I don't know. I just, I, I just memorize it, dude. I just, you know. If you, you want to write for me, let me know. You know, I like, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. My oh. wife. Yeah, my wife. I'm trying to think about other stuff that was our, because I think, are we close in age, probably early 30s? Yeah. 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 Um, 
I was trying to think about high school because college Napoleon Dynamite oh, and yeah. old school was old school high old school sc- or college. <sighs> that will still make me laugh. It's very I mean, if, funny. If you even just began to start quoting the dart in your neck scene, I will start crying laughing. It's so good. It's the best scene of all time. It's so I genuinely good. felt like it should have won an Oscar. I'm serious. <laughs> I don't care. Comedies funny. are never included. Yeah. I are know. they? Do comedies ever get Oscars? It's re- well, no. The only I'm not well. The only recent one that I can think of was uh, Tropic Thunder when uh, Robert Downey Jr. got an Oscar nomination for supporting actor. Really? I believe that's shocking. I think so for that role. It's interesting because <clears throat> I don't think we need to get in the whole discussion about it. But you mean the one where he's tr- mm-hmm. playing a black man? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because you'd think that would be problematic. Is it yeah. now? Do people look back at that now and say it is, or I, I is think it that's considered one of the, comedy? I, I think that's one of the rare instances where he d- he still has not gotten heat for that role because I think it was the way it was framed, and he did not play it like offensive at all. Right. He played it like very, very like as real as possible. I think he got away with it because he's a really good yeah. actor. And I, the reason I'm not even commenting on it is because I know I've seen the movie, but I can't really remember it. So that's right. why I'm like, I don't remember yeah, yeah, yeah. the nuance of it. Yeah. I have a thing where sometimes I'll watch a movie and then it's like I didn't watch it at all. Oh, yeah? And like, yeah, and I rarely want to rewatch a uh, movie. That's Elf I will rewatch. My mom literally... <laughs> has seen so many movies in Uh her life. It's one of her favorite, favorite things to do. Uh, She will be watching a movie. Like she'll be, Oh, Bobby, this looks really good. Let's watch this. And we'll be watching it three quarters of the way through to an hour and 15 minutes. And she goes, Oh yeah, I've seen this movie. <laughs> she figures it out that far in, but like the the cover doesn't give it away. The first part of the movie doesn't give it away, but something towards like the middle to three quarters, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I've seen this. This is really good." <laughs> I'm like, "How did it take you this long to get back?" All right, okay. Whatever. Your mom's calling. Oh, is she? Um. Uh. Hello. Hello. Um. You made me, I was listening into your podcast, honey, and you made me sound like a man. I was going to say, he kind of had you talking in a bit of a deep voice. Yeah, that's not how I sound. Anyway, we uh, just hey, Mama. Call. Hey, uh, Bubby. Hey. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess I hear a different voice in my head. I mean, I guess this is more what you sound like to other people, and then I have my own yeah. interpretation of what you sound like. Probably because I'm such a strong woman in your life. You sort of yeah. make me sound like Just, I am strong. Yeah, too. very, very, yeah, like very forceful. Yeah, sort of like a man. Yeah, but anyway, I miss you. Hey, Mama, have you seen any good movies lately? Yeah, I'm watching one right now, okay. and it's got Matt Damon in it. Oh, maybe like the Born Supremacy or like one of the Born no, movies. No, okay. He had to shave his head. Okay. And, and, shave his head. and then he got he got shrunk down the into a tiny size. Mr. Ripley? No. He's um, very small now. Oh, uh life size or uh something like that? You know, I don't recall the oh. name of the movie. <laughs> okay. I mean, is it is it good though? I'm about an hour and a half in and I did I'm feeling a little sleepy, which is why I decided to call. Oh. Oh, okay, so yeah. Now this woman that he's interested in, she only has one leg. Oh, I'm not familiar with this film. <laughs> and it at looks all. like they're gonna take some food. 
You know what? I think I've actually seen this before. <laughs> I didn't like this. Yo, you didn't like that one. Well, no, the it's Matt directed Damon... by that Alexander guy. Oh. Uh... Life-sized. Oh, life-sized. Small size. Small size. Small. Uh, what is it called? I think it's... Uh... A simple Google. A simple Google. Would help A us. simple Google do. But anyway, Mama, you don't I know. I can look to... it up for you, but I just I don't. Do you want Beth to look it up? Because I know that you're not very good at Google, Mama. Yeah, I I like trying to do the little voice thing, you know. Yeah. Also, uh, Mama, oh, yeah. you sound. I don't even know if I have service in here. You sound really young. I didn't. By get, the way, Mama. I didn't get your name. Your mom's. Oh name. my my mom's name is Tammy. It's Tammy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, honey, uh, the dogs are barking. And I'm going to have to take him out. Because oh, Footlong is barking? Footlong is here, and he is barking. <laughs> okay, well, you know. Yeah. He, he probably needs to go to the restroom then. Yeah, but I'm going to take him out. I'll give him a little treat, and I'll tell him, oh, he misses you. Your brother misses you. Oh, okay. It's well, a boy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't Yeah, he's my son, yeah. I love, yeah, he loves you. Yeah, he does. Well, nice to meet you, Beth. Oh, it was really nice to meet you, too. Okay, bye, Tammy. Bye, I love you. Bye. I love you, too. <laughs> we love you. I guess I couldn't remember what the name of that was. Maybe Life Size. It doesn't really matter. Something like that. I remember watching that movie with my mom. And being like, and have she, you ever watched a movie with your mom and you're just like, this was the wrong choice entirely? I guess. I guess the earliest memory of that would have been my mom, my grandma, her mom. And my sisters and I, we all went to see Titanic in the movie theater. Okay. And that was like an age where, I think it was a teenager when it came out. Yeah. So like there's sex scenes. You're in that gray area yeah. where it's now like. Now it would be like whatever. I took my mom to see Magic Mike at, I guess, XXL. What was that like? You know, I always joke that my mom is a virgin. And so she's very non-sexual. <laughs> and, but I think we both really enjoyed it. My mom, at one point, as we were driving, we we watched it here at the Arclight. She was like, I didn't want it to end. <laughs> I was like, yes, Yeah, girl. I get it, girl. Because I want, my mom's single and she doesn't date. And I, I feel like when it comes to that type of thing, like we're, I have jokes about this that I talk about on stage, but it's like, I don't know. I would like that for her. I try to sort of like gauge her interest. I know my other sisters have either like tried to sign her up for like harmony, e-harmony. Like, or like dating apps or, or whatever. Yeah. But I really don't think that's her style. Yeah. I just don't. I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's tough to, for her to probably reconcile the idea of like thinking you'd grow old with somebody and then that, that changes. And Mm -hmm. I think like her, I do enjoy my solitude, but I don't know. I would like her to have somebody to do something fun with. Sure. And I don't really want to think about my mom having sex anyway. Yeah. I did do Bob and Tom years ago. It was around Valentine's Day and they had like all these sex toy gifts. So they had me take some with me and I sent one to my mom. It was a lipstick vibrator and she was like i couldn't figure out how to work it doesn't seem like the color's working coming off and i was like that was a vibrator it was not lipstick at all i'm sure i said something like not for those lips you know and then honey, honey it out. keeps um it keeps vibrating on my lips <laughs> <laughs> and and it doesn't change the lip, lip color at all and i don't know do you want feels kind of good it feels a little anyway i think something's malfunctioning. can you send it back to the company <laughs> it was a free gift <laughs> it probably would feel good probably. and i bet it would add a little color to your lip oh uh, 
little blood flow. To yeah, the blood. yeah. I think your mom is actually calling in oh right now. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Um, hello. Hey, mom. Hi. How are you? Did you get a little? Are you with the? Are you babysitting today? Um, you know it. Oh my goodness! Is yeah. is is Kelly down for a nap? Yeah, she's 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 napping right now. <laughs> let me let me walk away from it. <laughs> Okay, I can talk now. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. So nice to hear from you. Did yeah. you hear me on this podcast with my friend Jeremiah? Oh, I'm a big fan of Jeremiah. Wait Wonders. a minute. Yeah, big fan. Mom. Yeah, I love his segments, and he just seems like a nice boy. He really is. Do you know what he looks like? Have you Googled him? No, could you describe him to me? <laughs> He's just your type, honestly. He's tall. Okay. He's got blonde hair. I love it. Very, very muscular. Wow. A rock, a rock hard bod. <laughs> yes. Wow. And long hair like Brad Pitt in oh, is it, a movie. Is it flowing like a waterfall, like Legend of the Falls? Yes. <gasps> oh, you know how mama likes oh, that. Mom, easy. He's listening. So, oh, hi, Jeremiah. I didn't realize you were listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You called into my podcast, so uh, yeah, I, I, I have been listening. Thank you for calling in, though. Well, yeah, of course. I just I wanted to connect with my daughter real quick, and also, did you hear? There's another Magic Mike movie coming out. There is. I was thinking my sweet Beth and I could maybe go to the theater again. It's in 4D. Oh my God! Yeah. I'll go. I'll totally go. I'll bring yeah. the, I'll get the, us some the, hot dogs. The, I hear that there's. Misters and smells. Oh my God. <laughs> and there's poles that come out of the ceiling, and it gives you that real strip club of aroma and vibe. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it's sort of like a, a dank, musty it's smell. It's a dank. Also, it's actually, they are screening it in a strip club. So oh my God. I don't know. And there's actually, uh, it becomes 40 because men actually start coming from behind the projector and dancing on. Would you want to go to that? Movie? I would love to go with you to that oh, one. Well, I am already getting hot and bothered by this. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Jeremiah. Oh no, it it it's it's fine, um, Mrs. Stelling. It's it's <laughs> it's totally okay. Okay, well, um, I get I better let you two be. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I just yeah. want to say hi to my daughter. And mom, our podcast comes, our new episode comes out tomorrow. Don't forget. Can we actually talk about that for a moment? Yes. We've got a great podcast. Yeah, together. you did such a good job on the pod. Mom. Oh, you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, are the next. Are people liking it? I that's my. I know you've asked me that a couple times. We don't know how many people are listening, really. Oh, I know okay. you've been wondering if we're going to get another I'm just season. Really curious about the iTunes data. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> They're so weird about that. I know they won't share. I know. Well, we're currently behind the paywall on Stitcher Premium, but oh. they are going to let us come out and be for free. I guess in like six months well, or something. That, that's a good. That's but a good currently sign. just Stitcher Premium. Okay, well. But um, tomorrow our episode, we're going to release Sandy Rogan, where we called Seth's mom Sandy. Oh, wow. That, that Remember that like call? Great, oh, I loved it. Yeah. It was so exciting. She talked about getting waxed. Yeah. Have you gotten oh, waxed? Oh, I, I would never know. You know, I know. No. But if my daughter would want to go with me, I could, I, could, I could see myself doing that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a little... 
65 year old virgin remake on our hands. Uh, <laughs> let's not get too out of it. I've got to go. Sweetie. Okay, I love you. All right, I love you. I love you, Jeremiah. I love you too. All right, bye. <laughs> our moms our really moms. are. Uh, they've got their fingers on the pulse of what we're up to. Yeah, they really basis. know what we're doing, and they knew right when to call in. Like they knew that we were doing this podcast together, so it's pretty exciting. And yours, your mom called from Kansas. Yeah, and mine called from Ohio. Ohio. Midwestern yeah. moms. I know they're they're good people, <sighs> and they have dogs. What kind of dog do you have? It. My mom's got a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Whoa. We've we've got we've had a couple of those now. We are a wiener dog family. I love it, and that's uh yeah. Sometimes you, you that's what the you choose it and you we've go. We've had multiple wiener dogs, and uh, I uh, long hair or short hair. Short haired. Yeah. yeah, I just love those My, dogs. I do. I love them too. My dad actually has wiener dogs. So really? in Florida, he's the wiener dog guy, and my mom has the Cavaliers, the yeah. uh, King Charles Spaniels. Usually the yeah the orangish burnt orange or whatever yeah face and then white orange and white or whatever that's awesome i i know i wish you, you know, want a dog out here i do but i just i i can't properly take care of yeah it. that's how i feel it's sad yeah. you really have to have it be a part of your life yeah my uh my wife wants uh a baby yeah. and um <laughs> and you're like and i'm, and I'm like I'm, yeah uh i'm like well if we're having a baby then we can't get a I, dog. We gotta have a wiener dog. Yeah, that's true. I was like, if if we have if we if we have to do that, well, we have to do the other thing yeah, too. Yeah, potty you, train them at the same you time. You have your baby. I'll have my wiener dog. Okay, <laughs> we go to separate rooms, have a good time. <laughs> my dad treats his wiener dog like a baby. Oh, a, a lot of people do. He like wipes its butt after he goes to the bathroom. Okay, that's different. <laughs> he, <laughs> I, I was he like, brushes oh, yeah, you know. its teeth. That, I mean, well, that's a really good owner, I guess. He did one bad thing. What did he do? He thought he was doing it a favor by feeding it lunch meat. Oh. And it really messed with his intestines. He had to get surgery. Oh, really? Yeah, there's Wait, so much meat? sodium in lunch meat. Oh. My dad my dad thought he was when like, I'll give him processed? real meat. Gotcha. Or whatever, but not a good idea for not anybody out idea. there thinking they should feed lunch meat to their dog. Not and I think all. there probably isn't any of you out there yeah so watch yourselves okay so the next time you think that you want to give oscar (laughs) meyer as a little treat to 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 flim flam (laughs) the the scottish terrier (laughs) don't do it okay don't do it he also showers with him really yeah it's a lot wow i i mean he didn't really have us growing up so i think he really he really takes it your dad sounds like a party animal he is not he showers with dogs. He showers with dogs. In Florida, he brushes their teeth. <laughs> yeah, he probably carries it around. He would. He would be the guy putting it in a baby carriage. I just did a show where, uh, through the entire show, somebody kept a wiener dog in a bag, and then after the show at the meet and greet, brought the dog out with us. I was like, was that in the? Was that with you the whole time? He's like, yeah, he's chill. Wait, he, he just had like a dog bag that he like. Was it a mirror? No. <laughs> Amir King. I love Amir's dog. <laughs> so cute. He loves the dog. Yeah. He's like my dad. Doogie. But, yeah, Doogie. Doogie. Um, oh, so so an audience member had the dog. An audience member. Okay. Yeah. I know. They sat through the entire show, and I was like, that's a well-behaved dog. Especially yeah. Especially with clapping that's and laughing true. to not be barking at all. I know. They have cannabis treats for dogs now, too. Ugh. I bet that dog was high as hell. So, so high. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I guess I was about to sort of be like, I don't want to be one of those 
comics that has a dog with them all the time in the green room. But like, it's not like it bothers me. I don't mean to like right. shit on those people. I've held Eliza's dog many <laughs> times when she's performed. <laughs> Without agreeing to. No, I'm just kidding. Bo- both ways. Here. <laughs> so, sometimes I'm like, yeah. And, and then other times she's like, I'm going on. I'm like, all right, well, we're doing this. Uh, I guess I, Luckily, so you have a cool dog. So you're ready to be a dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, don't I don't know. tell my wife. <laughs> Cut that from the podcast Note immediately. Note to self, edit. Note to self, edit, edit. Yeah, that's... I mean, well, I guess we don't have to talk about it unless you don't want to, but that's a lot, like, to become a parent. Yeah. Big deal. Do you want Do you want to be a parent someday? I, um, you know, I, I think it's much like the animal. Okay, obviously, they're very, very different than having an animal, but I just mean in the same way my mind works. I'm like, if I can't take care of a dog or yeah. even a plant. Sure. I don't think I'm ready to irrevocably change my life. I yeah. think I've lived it so long on my own, even just without, like, you at least have a partner you've shared your life with, which I find difficult. Mm-hmm. I think the longer you do anything, either on your own or anything in general, the harder it is to change. Not sure. impossible. Obviously, it takes the right person. But, yeah, I, I, I struggle with even just having someone else in my space or my yeah. life. So Well, as, as stand-up comedians, it's... You know, going on the road and stuff like that, you definitely get used to having that alone time and having personal yeah. space and stuff like that. Like yeah. I've told, like my wife knows, like I sleep better on the road. I just do. Yeah. Like because I have a little bit more space, yeah. and I, you know, do you guys spread have out a queen or a king? We have oh. a queen, but if we got a king, I think it would help a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm. Yeah. Drew, I was t- Drew, Michael, and I moved and not together, but like we moved, so we've been simultaneously like sending each other the things we keep getting for our house yeah or apartment yeah and um he was like really saying i can't not get a king he's like it's, it's a must he's yeah. like you have to have a king and i'm kind of like it seems so big yeah but i don't it's, know seems fun that's like an upgrade that eventually i definitely want to i like, know I'm, it's a I, I'm in a full yeah you're in a full yeah, oh this yeah is, it's, which is very indicative of how i see myself in my life <laughs> one time somebody was like Girl. i think it's so nice that you still drive your old Prius, you know, like something like that. And I was like, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. Like, do you see me like somebody who should be driving around like a Hummer? I mean, <laughs> Beth, I is, Beth is here. Pull the Rolls Royce around. <laughs> I know. Charles. Like, it was just like, I think it's so down to earth. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. I had somebody uh, <laughs> tell me that uh, at the comedy store uh, with uh, uh, my my old car that I, I just recently uh, switched to a different car, but I was driving it for a very long time and they're like i just think it's so cool man you drive this car i'm like i drive this out of necessity <laughs> yeah i know like this but is- i'm gonna drive it until it's until she she stops yeah or he stops yeah. whatever <laughs> i don't know what it I'm is i'm not gender specific with my car <laughs> I, know, I, let I let my car I let it decide. be whatever it wants to whatever be. it wants to be i'm a pretty hands-off <laughs> yeah. owner all right <laughs> Um, the previous owner did have a male name for it. Oh, yeah? Not my style. And you're like, whoa, did it choose that <laughs> name or did you spring it I on just, it? I just, it's in my head now. But yeah. I'm also, it's like there are some girls that name their boobs. That, that ain't me. Uh, <laughs> I just don't name things. I I don't name uh, inanimate objects. Wait, wait, wait. That, I that, guess these aren't that, inanimate. That, that's a common thing? The girls Somebody name their asked boobs? me, like, did you name your boobs? And I was like, am I, uh, uh, I know, I'm an adult. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think because really I don't think because I don't think guys have, name, name their, their balls. Or what about their penises? Well, they, I used have to have a I used to have a joke name for me and a buddy. Like we named our penises like back the in the hammer. day. 
Uh, no, mine was U.S. Toy, and his was Excellence in Motion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've named vibrators with girlfriends, like our first ones yeah. that we got. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure they're like internet jokes. Like, I think we probably thought we thought of them much like, remember the chaos of that midnight where people were like, you stole my hashtag oh, joke. Yeah. And it's like, there's only a certain amount of combos. Yeah, yeah. You think I would go as far as to steal from a civilian? Yeah. I'm ashamed we have the same one. I know that we are I even on the better. same wavelength right <laughs> should, now. But when it comes to that stuff, yeah, Kurt Cobain, me. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Orlando Boom, and maybe Clit Eastwood were their yeah. names. Yeah. yeah, but like I'm sure those are out in the ether. <laughs> I'm sure or there's the web. A, I'm sure there's other Clit Eastwood out there. Clit Eastwood's out there. Oh yeah. Um, wait. That my vibrator is calling. Oh. Um. Uh. Hello. Jeremiah? Uh, yeah. Hey, it's... Is this... Clint Eastwood. Is this Beth's vibrator? Yeah, I've actually been trapped underneath her childhood bed for about 17 years. Okay, because... Oh my God, I didn't know you were still down there. Yeah, it's... <laughs> you sound like your batteries have been drained and they're about to run out. Honestly, that's why I called. Um hanging by a thread here and i just really need somebody to help and i was hoping maybe beth could call her mom and like ask to look for me oh no no you're running out of life juice i can't have my i'm not gonna call my mom and tell her to get you out from under the bed i can come back around my birthday yeah I, I I heard that you needed something. No, mom, I don't need anything. In hey, fact, you was that your was that your vibrator? No, I don't even earlier? know what you're talking about. By the way, I never had one of those, and if I did, okay, I, well, yeah, I would never. Hey, Diane. Uh, yeah. I got a little surge of energy here left. I I just need you to come save me. Oh, wait, are you... It's a vibrator. Oh, no. No, Clit, don't, shut up. Oh, you have a name for you? Now you're lying to me, Beth. What happened to my sweet Beth? Diane, walk up the stairs. The bedroom on the right. Lift up the... Okay, see, he died again, so I, I don't know. You're not going to be able to find him, Mom. I don't know what that was about. Honey, I literally had nothing to do with honey, it. Honey, I'm really disappointed <laughs> in you, and I have to I have to go, okay? Okay. okay. Diane. Oh, man. Uh, wait, now, now, Clit Eastwood, are you still with us? Is he even us? here? Are you st- Hello? Clit? Clit? Jeremiah. <laughs> when you say my, <laughs> don't, don't say my name in the Jeremiah. lab. Jeremiah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I feel like we could be friends. I've never had. Well, uh, that's that's up to you. I guess. I don't even know if I used him. I've never I mean, had. Uh, I've never had a vibrator uh, call my name and <laughs> maniacally laugh. <laughs> Like a villain in a film that is coming and running after me. Like it cornered me in a dark alley and is like, huh, you're about to to pay the price right now. I just need some double A batteries. We don't have any. You're going to be on your own until I come home in April. Hey. Wait, who's this? Hey, it's Jeremiah's flashlight. Oh my gosh. Why are you? Okay, 
Okay, so you're just, are you a butt flashlight or just a smoker? Oh, no, I'm, I'm a full-on vag. <laughs> oh, my goodness, lady. Who who are you um, modeled after, do you know? Oh, oh, it, it's an obscure artist. I don't know if you know or not. I don't know if I would. You're right, because I'm actually not much of, like, a porn. I don't think Jeremiah even knows. <laughs> I think he just, I think he just, well, to be honest... <laughs> He got it for free at a comedy show. <laughs> I did too. Did you? Yes. Oh. And and then um yeah, fl- your company, Flushlight, the people who made you. Yeah. They offered. They said, "Would you like to do one of your mouth to me?" Okay. Without of a tagline. Okay. I'd love to. I was hear thinking it. Beth Stelling's mouth mm-hmm. instead of my vagina, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, if you like what comes out of it, wait till you come in it. You know, I think that's a fun. <laughs> I don't think my mom would be proud of me. Oh no, I think that man, she, <laughs> she might, she might love it. Maybe I should do my ear. That that is so. Oh, mom, did you never hang out? No, I've been on hold hang this entire up, time. Mom. Okay, sorry. The baby's waking up. I heard. All right. So anyway, back to yeah. what we were saying. Does he treat you right? I mean, we had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> Was it just in the hotel room? Oh, uh, well, I got it. Or did you get home? Did you get uh, taken home? Well, well, my my sister uh, that was out in Montreal, Jeremiah did a one and done or there. Oh my <laughs> where God. he got one for free. And then uh, he was staying with the other comedy jam guys. And they all vowed that they weren't going to use them because they were all in the same space. You know, right, right, right. One, you know, in one apartment flat. But did they all use one? But then as the week went on. <laughs> all the boxes started getting <laughs> open. started being open <laughs> throughout the week. And it was like, well, wait. If that one's open, <laughs> then I guess I can open this one. And it just became a mess. But, I mean, yeah, Jeremiah, you know, he finally threw me away a while ago. But I was going to say, did they get anybody mixed up? No. <laughs> that would be maybe the, the most disgusting thing <laughs> conceivable. But, hey, uh, I kind of wanted to talk to uh, your vibrator. Oh, yeah. She's not doing any if he's well, not, I, yeah honestly he was losing battery if he's but. not doing anything i mean i've got some open space since jeremiah hey, uh, it's it is cliddy's wood oh wow Clint have you ever wood. have you ever talked to a vibrator before no this is my first time speaking with a flashlight yeah well i was thinking i mean if you're cool with this have you ever put a vibrator <laughs> inside of a flashlight before <laughs> What are you doing later, man? What are you doing later, man? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they never use the lube that comes with you. It's still stuck to the side of your face. Oh, so well, I feel like we could really make this work. You're speaking my filthy language <laughs> right now. <laughs> I think it came in like a little, looks it like it came a in a little packet. Packet thing, Damn. but yeah, I, I, Jeremiah never used that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, too afraid to use that for whatever reason. I guess you guys make your own lube too. Clit, I hope you have fun. Be safe. Yeah, I hope. Oh, there's no safe with me. <laughs> I shoot blanks. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, honestly, I shoot nothing. You it's can't just... have any vibrator babies, so that's no, good. No, impossible. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, we're done talking to. Oh, I didn't get your name. Flashlight. Do you have oh. a name? My name? Yeah, just so I can call you later or look you up. Yeah, 
Uh, my name is uh. I'm Clit. Just so you, just Clit Eastwood. If you go down to the Eastwoods, you're gonna yeah. find a Clint. Yeah. But I, my, as you can understand, is a play my, on words. Yeah, it's, mine's a play on words as well. I'm Fuchina okay. instead of vagina. And it's flashlight and oh, so instead of the V, it's Fuchina. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll find, I'll look you up on the dark web. All right. Yeah, I actually I mean, don't even know what that is. But. I mean, you know, I'm on AOL Instant Messenger on the DARPA web, so. Oh, I'll find you there. 33. So. <laughs> okay, cool. Right, oh, cool. good. You're of age. Right, yeah, of course. I mean, I <laughs> Okay. All right. See. Bye. See you later, babe. Wow. That, that was, was like a peek behind the curtain. That was like a really strange, uh, one of the stranger interactions that's happened on the show in a bit. Really? Oh, uh, I mean, a <laughs> fleshlight talking to... A classic vibrator. A classic vibrator that was caught underneath your bed. Yeah, and also it's kind of like, that wasn't like a high quality one. We're that was like 18 year old yeah, money. Yeah, so the batteries, it was probably the acid had already started to <laughs> yeah. go out on the sides. Oh, and God. <laughs> spill out. Oh. I know. I got. I ended up getting. I got a flashlight for Moon Tower, but then I wrote a bit about it that I put in my Comedy Central half hour like four years ago. Nice. It was basically, and then I sent the flashlight um, to my boyfriend at the time, Nick. Nice. Yeah. And on my way to send it in Austin, I ran into Colin Quinn, who had been. It was. He was like half a block away, yelling my name, and I'm like, "Who is that?" And he was like, kind of stumbling towards me, and it was like, you know, I don't know, ten or eleven before comics are really up. But Colin doesn't drink, and so he got up early and he got in line for the barbecue. And he had he spilled some on his shirt, and he was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, just going to mail this flashlight." Yeah, yeah, being a good girlfriend. <laughs> so. There you, there you go, there you go. Yep. Let's get into this next segment, fanning out. Ooh, yeah. Fanny. Fanning out. Questions from fans. So I, I got some questions for you from people. Uh, I reached out. I said, uh, if you could ask Beth Stelling any question on the interweb, what would it be? Here's some questions from some fans. I'm switching it up. Oh, wow. I went to Wardrobe hat. change. Hello. Just for the questions process. At True Imagination 0 in your best words, could you compare and contrast the New York comedy scene versus the L.A. comedy scene? Mm, well, the New York scene talking like girls. No, I'm just kidding. Right, everything um, is different in New York the LA City. Scene, people are talking like this. Yeah. No, I think uh, is it. That's a good question. I feel like sometimes it seems like it's been like well trodden territory. I guess. Sure. Well tread. Um, from my personal experience, in each scene there is a club scene and a sort of, a sort of more alt scene. That word has changed over time. Even the alt scene. Um. But typically, I would argue that the alt scene in both places is bookstores, bars, and small sort of rock venues. And then the clubs, obviously, for New York, some of the best clubs, the Comedy Cellar, Gotham, um, I don't know where else I've performed. I guess New York Comedy Club. I haven't done The Stand in a long time, but you get it. Those club clubs. Yeah. And then LA, we've got the Comedy Store, the Improv, Laugh Factory, which I don't really do, but... Um, and then here, some of my favorite shows are the more alt shows. I, I guess my, I'm doing a bad job. Um, <laughs> I, as a comic, I think I start, I started in Chicago in the club. Um, but I also ran a little bar show called Entertaining Julia at Town Hall Pub. So I've always really had to be able to do both. Yeah. Foot in both worlds. And, and so I'm most comfortable, I would say in an alt room just because I am. 
but I do the clubs, I work the clubs, I think it's a good muscle to have and to be able to navigate both. Sometimes if you're in an alt room, you can feel that they just really want you to almost make it seem like you're coming up with it on the spot or talking about what you did that day. And if you go into material that is like set up punch, they're kind of like, mm. and if you're not careful, you get a little sort of like, oh, I'm sorry, I do jokes as well, yeah. you know, like yeah. <laughs> that I've worked on for years. So yeah, it's, uh, but versus each other, I is, like, because is, I've been so close with New York comics, I do know what they think of the LA w- would scene. Would you say that... Uh, and it's not the greatest opinion. Oh, I know, uh, yeah. Yeah, even our clubs are sort of have a, you know, they, they feel like it's a lot of actresses or actors on stage, you know, taking up stage time of comics who only pursue that. But the reality is we've been asked to do a lot of things. We've, you know, I remember when I came out here as a stand-up and I got my first meetings similar to like, when we were before. you know, I'd gotten past the stage of trying and then they kind of found me. But it was like, hey, we loved your stand-up. What else do you do? And it was like, for me initially, it was like, oh, just that. <laughs> the thing you saw that got me in here. Yeah. And so now we've been asked to be able to write and act and also do stand-up. And so I guess that is more prevalent out here in LA because like multi-hyphenates or whatever people that aren't just throwing themselves only into stand-up because would, we have to. And it's sort of like LA is the end game in a lot of ways. Would you say that there in the alt scene, do you think it's the exact in New York or LA? Or do you think that it's harder or easier to perform in one or the other? You know, I think for me, they're, they're in the old scene. Like I'm just thinking of equivalent shows on each on each end, um, maybe something like, like Butter Boy, a part in Antrill and Joe Firestone and Maeve Higgins show at Littlefield versus something like Hot Tub at the Virgil, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I think they're both fairly similar when it comes to, to performing their comfortability and yeah. the crowds that come to see it. Um, but then to, to say like the store or the improv versus the cellar in Gotham, I don't know. Um, there is a similarity performing at the store in the cellar in that yeah. you're finding people that, that think they're about to see the, I mean, and should be seeing the best comedy that that area and the whole city has to offer. Sure. And there is also a sort of almost a tourist vibe in that they're not, they don't want to just watch you get up there and be like, hey, it's me. We're just having fun. They want to hear jokes. Yeah. Yeah. They want you to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess there are similarities. It just depends on who's telling you. (laughs) Who's telling you them. At Open Visions on Twitter, how many teeth does a man have to have to get some play? (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, well. I'm missing a tooth right now, um, just to relate to you, uh, because it seems perhaps maybe you are missing some as well. Um, I feel like you kind of just need the front ones, you know, just hear that, just a nice hear that, guys? smile. Just have those front ones. I mean, brush them all if you got them, brush them if you got them. But, uh, that's, that's what I say. That's what my dad says about his wiener dog. In your, Florida. Den- your, your dentist will say that. <laughs> my dentist will say it. Brush um, them if you got them. You know, that's tough because teeth are very expensive to take care of, especially if you're prone to bad teeth. Like this person might know that I am. Um, I don't know. I like weird teeth anyway. I like people who have snaggle teeth and such. You hear that? <laughs> snaggle teeth men. <laughs> Hit up Beth and the DMs. I already, I already have one right now. I have a snaggle tooth. Yeah. Man. I'm just taking up my time. 
Uh, at Lindsay underscore Barry 94, what were some things you learned slash experienced your first time in a writer's room after college? Hmm. Let's see some things I experienced, you know, um, thankfully there are steps being made and having it be a little more than just for the longest time, I guess it always felt like I was the only woman on the show when it came to stand up in Chicago, mm. even though there were, pl- there were lots of women doing stand up, but initially it felt like it was just like me and a bunch of dudes and uh and i noticed just out it wasn't just me in the writer's room as the only woman but um so that was nice but still we are or were in my first writer's room you know not the majority um so what what was the question uh what are some, <laughs> some things, things you learned or ex- oh, learned. learned or experienced the first time in a writer's room okay college? i also learned something like uh, called decision fatigue you know where you can basically you get the job that you've always wanted a write a writing job and you leave exhausted and you can't find the energy or brain power to do anything else and you grow almost a bit miserable and you're sort of like why am I a zombie? Why am I so tired? And you're like, this is the job I always wanted. Why am I feeling like this? Sure. And you feel guilty because you're like, I should be very, you know, alert and into this. But really, there's so much going on in your brain. And I've talked about this with Andrew Orvidal. He He's in um, those who can't. He's in the writer's room and also performs on it. And it's like the idea that you're sitting there in a group of people and you're deciding whether to talk or not. You're deciding whether it's funny or not. And you're thinking of jokes in your head. And so your mind is like, afterwards which is why a lot of people you know peter out doing stand-up because to switch to your brain that evening to do something yeah different it's a lot of tolling yeah so it's like wow i'm tired from my writing job and everybody else who's never done it is like go fuck yourself right yeah yeah you know but that is something i learned it felt like i'd been hit by a truck the first week sure yeah it's just it's more than you you would expect Mm, i like that uh I don't know what this question means. <laughs> I might. At gorilla underscore day underscore banilha on Instagram. Skyline or gold star, she'll understand. Yes. So that those are chilly. And um, in Ohio, I mean, I've had both, of course. But Skyline, for sure, would be my choice. Skyline chili. Skyline chili, oh, yeah. They have coney okay. dogs that are very good. And Ooh. yeah, penultimate is... Skyline chili. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, at Ashlit90, how bad was Bert's cooking on Something's Burning? It wasn't bad. Okay. It was so delicious, actually. Oh, Man, we made Mexican pizzas from scratch. The machine can cook, too. Yeah, then. it was very, very good. All right. At the One True Josh, how many times have you pooped outside? Minimum two <laughs> that I can recall. Over under. <laughs> yeah, minimum two. One um, when I couldn't get in my house after school one day. I, I don't I was old enough to be embarrassed like and hope nobody saw me um <laughs> and then poop, I pooped in my backyard I mean unbelievable did you, did you bury it in shame or did you just this leave is, it like this, hoping, what I'm about like, to tell you did. is deeply upsetting okay my dog went after it to start to try oh, to eat it no. <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable you had to get the hose out I was like no <laughs> yeah pure ter- unbelievable i mean it's too disgusting to even mention but it's i had to tell you i can't i can't not tell you yeah and then the other time was in high school it was a dare at field hockey camp i ran up on heights and i took a dump on a field that i would later have to play on wow i had to do i had to poop outside um 
uh, right after I got in a car accident once, uh, <gasps> there was uh, no, I asked if on the uh, ambulance there was a toilet, and they're like, no, what? And uh, I was like, I really have to go. I was like, do you have any, like... <laughs> Yeah, container. <laughs> like anything? They're like, no. I was like, really? That's crazy. And then they're like, well, here's some Kleenex. And I literally just went up on the side of the hill and I just pooped on the side of the hill. <laughs> That's. I've, I'm sure I've also pooped like camping or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to, oops, I don't want to steal my good friend's story because she's also very funny. And But I do have a friend that had to go so badly they went in their child's diaper. Ooh. Pretty smart. Yep. Yeah. In the wow. back is their van. Oh, there you go. That's a good poop story. I mean, that's a that's a good way to uh, lead the smell onto mm-hmm. somebody else. <laughs> the freaking kid did it. Uh, at acidic underscore metal underscore art on Instagram. Do you think consciousness originates in the human brain, or does it come from somewhere else, and our brain tunes into it? Interesting question. Um, you know, I think it would be probably more fun and imaginative and hopeful to think it comes from somewhere else. But I do believe that consciousness originates in our brains. Uh, but I, I, I want to believe the other way, mm-hmm. like that it's some sort of higher power. I don't want to believe aliens. Um, God is so... Do you think there could be aliens? I personally don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really am kind of open to anything. Yeah. I grew up religious and stuff, so I, but I also... You know, I have I, I have a lot of skepticism around it. I sure. think it would be so nice if if there were a heaven or we got to relive again. But I, unfortunately, I think we might just be organisms. Mm. But I would like to think that there's a consciousness for us somewhere else or something. Cause right. It's very. I'm scared of of death. Well, yeah. So. Well, that's what's yeah. That's that's what's nice like about the believing complete in black darkness is what I can like. If you start to go there, and then realize that you won't even know that because you'll just be dead. Yeah. It's pure terror. So yeah, I really hope that there's a God. <laughs> so fingers crossed. <laughs> I really hope there's something higher. Uh, uh, yeah. After this. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. A little after show. A little after. Hey guys, <laughs> do we have a little after party? It just the, I'm not just, ready to go home yet. The party's just come on, guys. I'm just. Oh, it's only one thirty. Do we really have to wrap this up right now? Come on, we can at least go to two or four or six. Come on. <laughs> at Shelb Starina, any shitty or otherwise memorable customers at the bagel shop or other service job you've had? Oh, yeah. My goodness. Worked at a bagel shop in Ohio? And in Illinois. Mm. Um, had a long um, bagel, bagel history, yeah. I wanted to say an even better word, but I couldn't think of it. Illustrious bagel career? Um, I was I would ride my bike in Chicago, and I had like a not-so-great one I got it from. I mean, they they have good bikes but um it was like a secondhand shop mm-hmm. oh, i can't remember what it's called oh nearly new um on clark <laughs> and so i had this bike and it's it a great like, name for something previously <laughs> known. it's yeah, yeah, it's nearly, nearly new. new okay yeah they did a good job i don't want to make them seem so, like the bike was bad but yeah. you know it wasn't in great great shape because yeah. it was it was you know fixed together but i was writing and i forget exactly what happened i I know it was like a parked car and you know they have the bike lane here so i'm in the bike lane and this car i believe like pulls out to go on the street but they don't see me and i sort of skid as hard as i can but i hit with my tire the back of their their bumper whatever yeah their their rear left their like back quarter panel whatever whatever it is and there's no dent, there's no mark. In fact, I mean, I stopped as hard as I could. So it was really, it was like, it wasn't like, bam. But, you know, I hit him. 
And this woman gets out and like yells at me like so intensely. And it, and then I was like yelled back and I'm sort of like, I'm in the bike lane. You just pulled out without looking. I slammed on my brake. So I'm like shaking and livid and I'm sure I didn't say everything I wanted to say. Anyway, she came into the bagel shop and cause I will never forget her face. Did she remember you? I said, you hit me on your bike. She's like, you didn't, we didn't hit you. And I was, she's like, you hit us. I'm like, cause you pulled out in front of me or whatever. So, cause it's true. They didn't hit me, but like yeah. they pulled out. Um, anyway, then my boss came up and was like, you can go somewhere else or something like that. Yeah. And then my friend, Sarah, she's, she's wild. She is a bit, wild Sarah. she's a bit, um, I don't know what you call it. She's very loyal and rough around the edges that she mm. went out and hocked a loogie on that woman's car. She drove away. Yeah. Because this woman parked, this is very, this is very this woman. She parked in the bus lane just to come in and get oh, her bagels. Well, then that's just how that lady lives yeah, her life. Yeah, she just does whatever she wants She's whenever she wants. Person. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my worst memory. Mm. Uh, at cold underscore brew 45 on Twitter, would you rather have no taste buds the rest of your life or eat all your meals baby bird style via Jeremiah for just one day. Oh, just one day? Just one day. Your mouth's clean. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. let's be real. I barely taste when I eat. I just like, yeah. but <laughs> I'd rather keep my taste buds. Yeah. I think maybe it would be a gift not to have taste buds. And then I wouldn't it be, could be eating. Then you wouldn't be hungry all the time and or I craving things. Exactly, because it would be like, what am I? I would just eat healthy food. I'm going to go no taste buds oh, and just eat healthy stuff all we the time. We were that close. To baby we were birding. that close. <laughs> you sent that question. I said, I, I'm like, I was like, panel, bring out the food. <laughs> uh, last question. At Kayla Wah on Twitter. When you moved from Ohio to California, what were the biggest shocks for you in regard of uh, how you imagined it would be versus how it actually was, both good and bad. Also, cliche as it is, writing tips are always appreciated. Hashtag meat coat. What's, oh, that's cute. Okay, I got that last part. Um, okay, so technically I, I moved from Chicago. Wait, yeah, from Chicago, because that's where I did start yeah, stand up. Ohio to Chicago. I'm, not to correct you, I don't yeah, mean yeah. it like that. I just mean I did go to Chicago after, straight from graduation, I drove to Chicago and started mm -hmm. my sending out my headshots and resumes yeah and then i did stand and then i moved into stand-up after theater uh because i could sort of control it and write my own stuff but when i left chicago in my car with my best friend we drove across the country i guess what i didn't expect was to not be able to survive with one paycheck like i i really th i had saved up around 1200 dollars, which was the most money i'd ever had and i thought i would be okay for a while and that's like a grave error. And like I remember trying to open a checking account. I went with Chase at first and the, you had to have a minimum of $1,500 in your checking. And I was like, well, <laughs> I wasn't going to be able to maintain that. And then they charge you $10 a month. So that was a huge surprise. Most of my things like, and I grew up knowing how to like manage my money and having jobs. So it wasn't like I was completely inept. And I was also raised to not have credit cards. So I wasn't about to like get myself in a huge problem. I never spent what I didn't have. But I think I just thought, what I had saved would last me longer. Now it's even worse because it's even more expensive. But yeah, thinking that one job was would s sustain me here was a mistake. And living on my own was plausible. Like I got a studio for 800 a month when I first moved. And that's good, but it was not something I could sustain with my job. So I had to get a couple more jobs. One other main one and then some errands. Um, and then stand up at night. So yeah, I guess. And, and then also... 
the other big hit monetarily was not getting paid for sets. Because even in Chicago, like sometimes you would get paid in drinks, of course. And I'm not a huge drinker, but like sometimes you get paid in drinks, but typically you could get 15, 20, 30 bucks a that set. That adds up. It does. It and re- out here, it takes you a while to even try to get paid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I didn't get paid for years. So I guess it was mostly money related. Yeah. But that's the type of stress that you face when you come out here. Yeah, you learn a lot of stuff that you're like, oh, there's so many more expenses yeah. that I even realized. Yeah. And yeah. then, of course, I loved the weather. That was a nice, I mean, I knew it was going to be nice, but that was beautiful. And, um, and then writing tips, I guess. You know, the the fun part about stand-up is the further you go along, you don't have to, like, sit down and, like, write, 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 at least. I don't. I just sort of, like, think of ideas and put them in my notes, and I get to try them on stage, which I guess you could argue is an earned privilege. There yeah. you go. Well, let's get into the final segment. Oh, yeah. Sax talk. Ooh. Oh. Sax that's a beautiful sax. Is this the one you always play? Because I feel like I didn't know if I noticed that no, it was this computer. This is, yeah, this is this is a new one. Wow. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's cool, right? It's exciting. I've never even. I don't even really. Do you see rent or saxes. own saxes? Uh, I was uh, very blessed by uh, some guys who listen to the show uh, <gasps> on the East Coast, and they sent me this. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Some fans of the show and uh, and Kill Tony. Just so shout out to David Knowles and uh, and Seth Miller for Menchie Music. Wow, you guys, yeah. Menchie, send me a cello. No, I'm just I, ha- I rent a cello, but I, that's why I asked. I, yeah, I, I, they're I expensive. Th- yeah, they're expensive to buy, but also you don't want to necessarily commit until you've played it for a while. So right, I'm renting. So you're a cello player? I do. Yeah, I play cello. I'm so not cool. like amazing or anything, but I played it as a kid and I've picked it back up. Well, next time you do the show, we'll have cello talk. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Uh, so I prep Beth before the show starts. She's going to share a story of a sexual encounter, mm-hmm. and I am going to play some sweet, sweet sax underneath it. So whenever you're ready, Beth, okay. I will start saxing it up. This is a little love story that uh, took place and continues to take place to this day but um it started this summer in vancouver i was courted by a young man um nine years younger than me um and we started we met doing (laughs) stand-up we met doing stand-up and uh and then we became friends and we're friends for years and then really started courting me this very young sweet gentleman and to the point where he surprised me with a cello, rented me a cello. <laughs> I came home from work one day on my writing job in Vancouver, and there's a cello waiting for me. What a power move. <laughs> and then I got my tooth surgery. Shout out to the person who also has teeth problems. I had to get this tooth pulled. Very sexy. More room for... And so he basically offered to stay and look after me after this tooth surgery. And I was like, is this person interested in me? And we watched, <laughs> we watched a little movie. And then um, bloody mouth and all, he decided to give me my first smooch. It wasn't graphic. The blood is a little deterring. <laughs> there was blood all over my pillow. Because I had fallen asleep on the side, they told me not to, and then I flipped it over. It did look a bit murdery. But anyway, he did give me a smooch, and that's when I was like, oh, I guess he does like me. And that began the summer 
of the most sex of my life. <laughs> We're talking like three times a day, sometimes before work, oftentimes after work, to the point where one evening on the weekend, <laughs> I don't know, I may have stayed in, I forget what happened, I think I went out to eat with the other writers, and he was with his friends, and he came over, and maybe had had a few drinks, and we started to have some relations, very romantic. It was very late at night, and I looked down because I, I was feeling a bit of lack of response. And come to find, he'd taken a little snooze. So I am the type of person you sleep with if you want to sleep better. I'll put you at ease, make you feel very comfortable. And when I find that you're asleep, I will hop off and give you a snuggle. I think that's it. <laughs> and we're still dating. <laughs> Sometimes you have so much sex, it tuckers you out. You were just getting warmed up, really. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. Sexual primes. I mean, that's that's good to know that, you know. I didn't think it was possible. He's found a companion, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that he, he was like, I'm that, so that he's looking for. He's he's wanting to, you know, get the sex on with, but mm-hmm. also who can help put him to sleep if, yes. if needed. <laughs> I rocked him to sleep. You, <laughs> I rocked his world. I I put him up to my bosom <laughs> and I just I rocked him away and I said, shh, you, we don't need sex right now. Exactly. I'm teaching him about life, love, life, sober, love. S- sober sex. <laughs> and he, uh, I'm raising a wonderful young man, honestly. <laughs> and he's teaching me about memes. Memes. That's how young he is. He's teaching me about all the new. And how to use my phone. All the new apps. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's taught me the latest iPhone features. <laughs> and about me. One time I texted him, is does 21 Savage have good music? <laughs> he just screenshot it and tweeted, my girlfriend is older than me. That's so <laughs> funny. Well, the answer, in my opinion, like, is no. Honey, no offense. Honey, but. what is a GIF? What is a GIF, honey? <laughs> Why do I... Because it was always peanut butter for me. Uh, no. <laughs> Moms like me choose GIFs. GIFs. That's what we do. My mom sends so many bitmojis. My mom does, too. Oh, my. She discovered bitmojis, and she's like... This is my thing yeah. now. Yeah. Yep. Tammy and Diane are Tammy on the and Diane. Train. Oh, they're going to get together one of these days. <laughs> Probably. Tammy and Diane. We got to call your mom. Yeah. Me and my mom. Well, uh, thanks so much for doing the show. Do you want to you wanna plug uh, anything like your podcast or yeah, anything else like that? Yeah, if you want to come see me on tour, it's it, I have a website that's sweetbeth.com backslash tour, and I try to keep that updated. And coming to St. Louis and Chicago, Denver, San Francisco. 
I'm coming hopefully to a city near you. And then I have a podcast that will eventually be available for free, but currently you can watch a month free with the code mom, stitcherpremium.com backslash mom. It's called, we called your mom and we call the moms of artists that I love. Yeah. And we, (laughs) uh Oh, and and we also, it's more than okay. (laughs) And, uh, you are also working on, uh, Oh, or on crashing. I so I actually I didn't write on this last season. I went I was writing for I Love You America. Oh yeah. And you just got We did get nominated for Congratulations WGA Award. We did right? lose and we got canceled. But you got But <laughs> it's still a good show. And it's you a great watch show. It. Yeah. Um yeah, you were uh you were actually uh you were in the roast battle you were in the roast battle episode yes. and I was also writing on season two and uh we did the season two finale together of That's crashing right. and it was that was such a fun that experience. ended up being really fun, yeah. Yeah, it was such a good I time. That you did a great job, and it was fun to at least capture that. I they I think they kind of. Th- I'm not really, I, as you know, I'm not a roasty person. I'm not yeah, a roast yeah. battle person, at least. And so I was a little out of place technically. Um, I remember jo- Jeff Ross sat down. He's like, "Why are you here?" I was like, <laughs> "They couldn't get Chelsea Handler," but I'm just like, I don't know. I am here because they wanted. They were like, we want to give you a role. And then they waited until the final episode to be like, maybe this you can do. Hey, it works. But it works it was so, fine. Because it's, it's usually how it goes in general <laughs> is there's usually a person who, in the roast battles in general, who gives more advice or like that nice, like they'll give like a little bit of jokes and mm-hmm. maybe that's not like their main thing. Yeah. But that's what's nice about it throws a different energy in there. Yeah. So it works out perfect. And Artie was so fun to be. Oh my and goodness. You guys were great. Anyway, it was fun. So yeah, I was, was great. That was, you did a great so, job. So check that out. Yeah, check our episode out. Check out, check out our stuff. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you. Oh.